Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the PE Squad podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Martin, and I am joined by Nathalie Jones and Donald Corner. Together, we make up the PE Squad. We are so excited for starting our journey together with you. We are going to introduce ourselves to you and the PE community in today's episode, provide you with a little bit of background on how we got started in this profession, the passions that keep driving us, and what we've been up to since we've been quarantined at home. We're also going to share valuable resources and ideas that you can use as you are working with your students from home. We hope that this helps, and we hope that you continue to join us as future episodes we will continue to embark on this exciting mission together. Thank you, and continue to be on the lookout for the squad. introduce each other uh, to ourselves but also you know by doing that we'll give the audience a chance to know a little bit about us and um, uh, we'll just kind of go from there um, so pretty much uh, to start uh, so my name is Andrew Martin uh, I'm a PE teacher uh, in Memphis Tennessee this is year number seven for me um, I graduated from University of Memphis with a bachelor in health and physical education, and uh, so that's that's my side, my my little background. Yeah, I can go next. So okay. I'm Natalie Jones. I am based out of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, so smack dab middle of the state. Um, I did my undergrad and grad studies at the University of Wisconsin La Crosse. I did my bachelor's in health ed and physical education. Uh, taught in Milwaukee for a little bit, and then I went back and I got my master's in physical education with an emphasis in adventure and outdoor ed, and I am on my fifth year of teaching here in Wisconsin Rapids. Awesome. Cool. And uh, I'm, I'm Donald Kerner. I live here in uh, Wiley, Texas. I teach in Garland ISD. Um, I graduated from Tarleton State in Stephenville, which is like West Central Texas. Uh, with my bachelor's degree in uh, fitness management, kinesiology, fitness management. And this is my sixth year teaching PE. I'm at the elementary level, K through five. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so, uh, Nathalie, you said you have uh, outdoor ed. So how, do, how does that work? Because uh, I know that you're not the only one that has that. I know that that's not something that we, in my area, that we normally focus on but it sounds interesting so you want to kind of talk about what that's like yeah so outdoor education um i've seen it done a number of ways like throughout the state and even online right now there's a couple of dedicating teaching groups to that and so like some areas are doing hunters ed um as part of it boater safety um what we do in our district is we do rock climbing. We focus on proper belay technique. Um, some schools do archery. Um, we do archery with our regular FIAD classes, like our, our non-specialties at the high school level. Um, so we'll do canoeing, and so they get their boater safety through that. Um, let's see, what else do we do? Uh, we'll do biking, like bicycling, teaching them proper safety nomenclature, um, how to ride on the road safely, and then we'll do bike rides throughout the community. 
Um, what else do we do? We've got a high ropes course in our high school, which is pretty cool. We're really fortunate about that. So they get to do some high ropes activities, lots of team building. That's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like y'all's district really, you know, supports that part of the curriculum, right? Oh, absolutely. And the person who came before me, like, I believe she really spearheaded it and just totally set that all up. And like everything was established once I got there and I'm just picking it up and running with it and continuing on with what we got. Awesome. Donald, do you have anything like that in Texas? So we do not. Our district now we're we have we we service three cities. So it's Garland, Saxe, Rowlett in our district. We do not do an outdoor education classes, but there is cities around us that do things like that sort. But it's more of like uh, swimming safety where they take them to uh, the pool. The, some districts have the pool. We're building one as uh, right now so we'll have that starting in i think fall 2021 maybe next year's or starting fall 2021 we'll have a pool to where the kids can go and they can do canoeing and they do swimming and you know we'll have a swim team for our high school level kids <clears throat> we do not get to do any of that exciting stuff that natalie gets to do yeah, i know right <laughs> listen listening to that it's like man that like touches all the heartstrings for me it's like i love hunting i love outdoors um, we did adopt a little bit of a program where I teach my kids fishing and, um, I, I work in an inner city, uh, in a very, very, uh, low income neighborhood where most people don't have access to a pond or any type of body of water where they can go out. So I went and got this grant for indoor fishing. It's called backyard bass and it's a uh, indoor fishing and, uh, we're, where I get to teach the kids fishing inside the gym. So that's about the closest thing I can do to outdoor education is indoor fishing. So I really wish we could do stuff like that, you know, rock climbing and belaying and all that cool stuff and archery. That That's amazing. But that our is. closest. I'm, I'm definitely jealous of both of y'all. We, uh, <laughs> we don't have anything like that here uh, it, in Memphis. We, um, we're about as traditional of, a physical education program as as you can find so um we're kind of uh we kind of experiment with things here and there so i mean i i definitely would love and i think a lot of the pe teachers in memphis would love you know maybe in further episodes we could pick y'all's brain on specifics of grants um and outdoor education maybe that's something that we could expand on it's pretty cool because um you know you get an idea of just how unique and how specialized physical education can be like all over the country mm-hmm. oh that's correct absolutely don't worry i already wrote down the backyard bass grant for myself i was like "Ooh, i need to research <laughs> that because yeah that's absolutely that's the best thing i've ever i've ever done the kids love it you know unfortunately this is the time that we normally do it because all around here with texas parks and wildlife they they stock ponds and and public places with rainbow trout mm. and it's the easiest thing to catch it's just throw it out pull it in and you know we do a whole maybe a month and a half of teaching the kids how to go fishing and we encourage the parents you know take the kids fishing they know how to do it you know we 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 love it and it's it's a big thing for us cuz you know family involvement is a huge uh kind of not it's a it's not a it's a distant thing with most people around our neighborhood because parents work all the time 
kids go to school, they come home, they're at a babysitter or a daycare, and then they come home and then they see their parents' dinner and it's bed. So the weekend programs that we can do is, you know, teach them how to go fishing. That's something that a whole family can do with two fishing poles together being outside. Absolutely. So it was probably one of the best grants I've ever I, I got. So it's awesome. And you said it was called the Bass. Um... Backyard Bass. Backyard Bass. All right. So yeah. we're going to make sure that we uh... – Write that down. And make sure that we send that out. That sounds like a interesting, very cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of to transition off of you know our background, sounds like we all have some similarities. You know, the passion is definitely there, and there's some differences uh, for sure. But uh, what uh, what kind of got y'all started in in phys ed? Is that something that y'all grew up wanting to do? What, like what was the turning point in terms of y'all's education where you realize, you know, this is, this is what I want to do with my life. So I don't recommend this option for deciding your career, but, um, (laughs) so I originally, I was passionate about athletic training. That was what I wanted to do. I loved athletics. I loved being on the sidelines. I was a student athletic trainer in high school, uh, down at Conant high school in Schaumburg, uh, Hoffman Estates, Illinois area. And I loved it. Like, I love being on the sidelines. I like seeing concussions. I like taping ankles and just being, like, right there in the action. And so I got into lacrosse's program, and it was a two-tier system. So I got in for the first round, and I got cut the second round. And once you made it into the first round, you can never reapply. If you get cut after that, you're done. So that was my freshman year of college, and I had to pick a new major. And I was like, all right, I either want to do physical education or fitness. And for... That sign-up period for my coursework, it was a one-class difference for requirements, and it was um, fundamental movement skills, so literally pre-K physical education is what it was. That was the class that I was like, all right, if I'm going to do PE or fitness, like I need to decide because I need to sign up for classes, so I flipped a coin, and physical education popped up, so I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it, and if I don't like it, then great, this counts for a 100-level gen ed class that I need anyway. So no big deal. And I fell in love. Um, Dr. Christy Malley was my professor for that. And it was just like my, like my whole world just opened up of like, oh my goodness, look at all of this that I can do. And I just absolutely fell in love, fell in love and never looked back. So the, the coin landed on the right side. For you, oh, it definitely did. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> so my little background is, is when I graduated high school, my goal in mind was to go to junior college, play baseball. And that was all I thought of was I'm going to play baseball. I ended up going to a really good junior college. Um, I ended up uh, getting drafted into a, into a uh, independent league here in Grand Prairie played for like a year and then went back to school and uh, was going to say, you know what? I'm going to become a baseball coach. You know, I'm going to play, I'm going to play. I played enough. I'm going to, go into school. I'm going to become a coach. And that's what I did. So the, so the best way for me to do it was through my fitness management, uh, certificate, fitness management degree, and then get an alternative certification teaching for me to be on track for graduation and, and being able to become a coach as quick as I can. So I ended up doing that. And a couple of my professors at Tarleton state, uh, Dr. Peak and Dr. Amy McKay really pushed me towards being uh, a physical education teacher because they saw how well I could interact with kids and how I can get on their level and make it as fun as possible. Um, so I 
that's how that's when I fell in love with being a PE teacher. It wasn't the fact that I was I was getting to coach a sport, which that was my first job was getting to coach baseball, being a varsity assistant. It was the fact that I got to be a PE teacher, and then I switched from high school to elementary school, and I've been in it ever since. And I just like every day is a brand new adventure, and every day I fall in love with it more and more and more. So, if people want to be a PE teacher, I encourage them to be a PE teacher. It's very hard to get a PE job, but I once you're in it, you're in it for a very long time because you don't ever want to change whatever you're what we're doing because it's probably the best job that you can ever have. Absolutely, being, being a PE teacher. Yes, that's awesome. So I can definitely relate a lot. Uh, I was like super undecided coming out of high school. Um, I met my wife at the University of Memphis. She was a senior my freshman year, and she was wrapping up her education degree. And I finally decided that I was going to do nursing. So I made up my mind for nursing. I took all my my nursing prerequisites. Uh, I was in line to take the the entrance exam for the, the nursing school at the University of Memphis. And my wife could just tell that I wasn't happy. Uh, all the, all the studying, all the, all the medical uh, practices and all this, the, all the stuff you had to do for uh nursing school. And she's like, it just doesn't seem like your personality that you would want to go into nursing school. And she kind of called me out on some things and it made me reflect on some things. And I, uh, we looked at some options and I, uh, went into the University of Memphis uh, physical education department, took some classes and just fell in love with it. Had some amazing mentors, uh, Dr. Carol Irwin at the University of Memphis. A big shout out to her. She uh, she put up with a lot of indecisiveness from me and uh, <laughs> just not not being sure what I wanted to do. And but I mean, I just fell in love with it. And like Donald said it's the greatest job in the world doing what we get to do so that's kind of uh my background um so so now that we've kind of you know kind of introduced ourselves and we all have a you know a very similar background and kind of explained how we got started um we all have ups and downs in our profession no matter what profession you're in you're always gonna have challenges but what would what would you be? What would you can consider your defining moment? Like, like something that you can look back on after you're all done. And be like, wow, that is that is one of the most amazing things I've ever accomplished in my career. <clears throat> That's a good question to to think about. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know yet. Like, I I think I think since we're all very. We're very young into. We're very young in this, and yeah. and and it's it's still kind of new. Yeah. I mean, I my district we have we have teachers that have been teaching for PE teachers that have been teaching for almost thirty years. You know, our we have a our former coordinator who just retired. It's like we're gonna go feed up in our gym. It's we we would rather we would rather go feed up in our gym than than retire and get rid of and then stop doing it because this is something that we love so much. I think a more defining moment for, for me personally is getting to see a whole, a whole six years of kids. You get to see them, you get to see them when they're, when they're fresh and they're brand new at kindergartners, moving them all the way to 
fifth grade. And then when you see them leave, it's just like, well, I got to watch you grow up, not as not just as a student, but kind of as as a person that you get to see them grow into the person that they're probably going to end up being. And, you know, we have a between me and my two assistants, we have uh, in the, the art and music teacher at our school, we have an ongoing joke. It's like we're the most popular kids in this school. I mean, we're we're they're the ones that say hello to us every morning. They come to us and they they give us hugs and you know, we're the ones that are doing the fun stuff and so we're pretty popular. So you get to know these kids on a on a popular level, on a personal level, like how they grow and and I think that's a defining moment is that you get to see those kids from kindergarten all up to fifth grade grow and when they come back to you because their symbol their siblings or their cousins are at that school and you ask them questions and all this stuff about how their life is going. And it's just like, you know, you made an impact on these kids. I think that's the big defining moment for myself is getting to see these kids grow up. That's a great. Well, that, and it's that, that's, I think like the perk of elementary is that for most schools, you're the only special, like you have Mm -hmm. every single kid in the building, you art music, like you touch all of them. And it's, and that's just a crazy position to be in just to like, literally say you, you've literally touched every single one of their lives. Like, and not to not classroom teachers at all, because they're doing an an important job too, but it's like, but at the same time though, like there might be three second grade teachers and there's only one physical education teacher, one art teacher, one music teacher. Um, mm-hmm. so we're a bigger high school. We've got four full-time FIAD teachers in our building. And then we typically, whenever like we're over on classes, we'll pull like a health teacher or we have a middle school teacher right now. She teaches one class each term up at the high school with us. Um, but for me though, my big defining, uh, my big defining moment, in my short five-year tenure was I was selected last year to give the uh, faculty speech at graduation by the group of seniors, and they, they That's were my first group of freshmen that I had, and I got to watch them grow up, and it was, and I didn't even have them as freshmen because our freshmen at that point were still at a junior high, so but I had them as athletes and then as they came in their sophomore year and I just made those connections with them that apparently they're all like, Oh, you're important enough to all of us. And I teach junior physical education. So I've had almost all of them as juniors and to do that, that was really, really cool. But from like a day-to-day basis, I think it's those letters that you get once in a while from kids and it happens few and far between, but sometimes you get a letter from a parent. Sometimes you get a letter from a kid or just the comment from a parent of like, you're making an impact. And it's like, I, I save all of them. Like I stick them on my wall for a bad day. And it's like, when I'm sitting there going like, am I really doing anything with my job? It's like, I pull those out and I'm like, okay, I'm making a difference. Like, I just got to remember that. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to say something about that. It's like kids know when you're having a bad day and they can make your day turn around by just saying hello or, you know, saying coach you're doing a great job we really appreciate you like they know if we're if we're rough because like that's the relationship that we've built 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 with them to make we we're there to make their lives better but in return that they can see when we're not feeling good or when we're down they turn they give that right Mm -hmm. back to us so yeah I, i like that i like that a lot oh those are awesome answers and i i kind of just piggyback off of what both of y'all said um you know, the impact that we make that, you know, that's the reason why we do the job we do is to have an impact on the kids. And last year was the first year for me where I 
had a group of kids all the way from kindergarten to fifth grade. So I, that was an amazing moment. You know, my first year teaching being so young and inexperienced, but then not only are you growing, but you're growing with those same group of kids. And then at the end of that fifth grade year, um, seeing them, seeing them leave, you know, you're happy for them, but you're like, wow, you know, these kids are almost, they're almost like your kids. That's the way you look at it. Yeah. Um, and Donald, you're absolutely right. You know, they can build you up to, and they, kids are so smart. They, they know if you care. Um, and one of the wisest things I've ever heard, uh, one of my professors say is, uh, kids don't care how much you know until they know mm-hmm. how much you care. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that is so true. Isn't you know, that? And to, like Ms. Billy said, you know, we we are so blessed that, you know, we get to impact every single kid in the entire school. Oh, yeah. And, and that's such a unique job, but it's also like a huge responsibility. And I forgot who it was. It was on one of the many, many uh, PE Facebook pages, but someone had a good point about, um, you know, the, the impact that you can make on kids because you see so many of them and it created a big discussion and and it was kind of just depending on what we were talking about so I think that's an amazing point to bring up um so I guess uh you know the the elephant in the room is and that uh, going on everywhere is the the COVID-19 so I have to bring it up um and just ask uh what what have y'all been doing since y'all been home in in terms of you know, you know, obviously personal with family, but also as it pertains to, to school and, you know, being there for your, your kids at work. How, so how's that been going for y'all? Well, it's, it's interesting. So at the high school where we're at, like, I mean, school's still technically in session, even though we're not in the brick and mortar buildings. So, and because I'm high school, everything is still getting graded. So we're trying to like, in a way, reinvent the wheel. How do we get everything online for our students? And then when they called it on Thursday that we weren't going back, I went from basically the mode of like, I just need to get through this and survive this portion to, okay, I've got kids that are failing right now. And what am I going to do about that? And so for me right now, it's, I'm making everything into packets because not all of our students have access to internet. Thankfully at the high school, we're one-to-one. So Chromebooks, all kids have access to a Chromebook, but whether or not they have internet access is a different problem. So I've been doing fitness packets for some of my classes right now for outdoor ed. I am in the process of trying to figure out how I want to do packets for that, for those kids. Otherwise everything else we've been using canvas, which is, um, Uh, Canvas is big. That's the one that we're kind of using in the state of Wisconsin, um, just because our college system is using that. So our district switched to Canvas. Some other people are using like Blackboard or um, Edmodo or some of these other online systems. And so everything we've been doing there has been all online. So I mean, we've been doing documentaries. I've been doing like little videos on badminton and here's a video quiz and things like that just to try and keep some sense of academic rigor involved but it's it's such an obscure time and at high school because they're Mm -hmm. still getting letter grades it's like you you have to do it or you're not going to get it you can still fail whereas like currently in our district elementary and middle school we're moving everyone on 
So even if they don't do anything, they can still move on to the next grade without being held back. And so that's where I think some of our elementary teachers are doing a good job. They're throwing out packets. They're they're sending out internet resources to families of things they can do with the kids. But at the high school, it's been a very interesting experience of just trying to get kids to do things. And most of them are, which is great. But just reaching the ones that just lack access, that's been the challenge. Yeah, we, we, we've had a, so we went on spring break at the beginning of March and we were, we were, we were all geared up to come back that next week. And then all of a sudden it just kind of on the, on a Saturday that our superintendent came out and said, we're going to, we're going to extend our spring break. So from there I started, as soon as I, as soon as I got home from, we took a trip, family trip to New Mexico, um, I went, I got home, I started compiling up a bunch of stuff and getting ready to go just in case we did go to virtual learning. And then all of a sudden they came out and said, oh, we're going to virtual learning. So as soon as that came out, we, we, we adopted Seesaw for our K through second graders and then Google Classroom for our third through fifth graders. Now, we are a Google district where we have like they we have a contract with Google, so Google Classroom and all this stuff. We have all the extra things that you can pay for and whatnot. So we have all the abilities to put in videos and do all this stuff. You know, hold host Google Meets and all this stuff with our students. So we've been doing that, and basically, it's just an one for us. Our district is assigned PE with one assignment per week, and we're not doing grades and. We're just here to provide feedback for our kids. And, you know, all of my assignments are us just trying to get, get the family involved as playing games together as much as we can. And, you know, just, you know, make it, make it a, make it a fun environment, even though we're all stuck here at home and quarantined at the houses and stuff. So just trying to make it as best as we can for the kids and the parents and relieve some stress for them. So that's where we're at with our district stuff. And we're, we're not, we're not going back to school. We're going to continue out the year. We got four more weeks of school. We get out. Our last day is May 21st. So we have four more weeks of school left. And we're just going to keep on chugging with the virtual learning for How us. How early does your year. school year start? Yeah. We started this year. We started the, Second oh, week of August. Sense. We start we start Labor Day. So, so I'm like, man, we're going yeah. to the first week of June. We were that <laughs> we were that two years ago. So we adopted this this thing called District of Innovation. Next year we're starting the second week. We're starting the second week of August, but we're starting on a Thursday. So we'll start Thursday, Friday, and then we'll get out uh, May twenty second or twenty third next year. So we're 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 getting out early over here in Texas. All right. Well, uh, here in Memphis, we um, we went out on spring break, uh, middle of March, um, right before we left. Our superintendent was going to go ahead and be proactive and cancel the entire week of school. <clears throat> that week we would have come back. And then things just gradually um, started to take a turn for the worse, uh, uh, obviously throughout the entire country, but here in Tennessee. So um, we eventually got to the point where School was canceled indefinitely until last Wednesday. Uh, they made the decision to shut us down for the rest of the year. 
but uh, our expectations for us is we need to be in communication with the students um, several times a week. Uh, we were doing Zoom, but uh, I don't know about y'all, uh, but we uh, are no longer allowed to use the, the Zoom platform anymore. Uh, it kept getting hijacked by uh, people oh. who wanted to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, so we uh we're using uh Google uh Team right now. Mm-hmm. And um so we're doing that to video conference. Uh we provide resources. The district is printing off massive packets for us. Um but I tell you what the that kind of transitions to the next talking point is the amount of resources that I've come across like online. It's just it's been overwhelming in like a positive way. There's just so much content out there and I think the way that the PE community has kind of embraced this and like come together. We, there's so much information and so much content and resources out there that I feel like it's made it easier to provide resources to, to our kids and our grade levels. I've been able to, whether it's packets or assignments or videos or taking someone's idea and kind of putting my own spin on it. The, the amount of content that that's out there, I think it's been amazing uh, and it's been so beneficial for me to just take some ideas and plug it in to what we were currently working on. Yeah, I, I, I've I always used, like when I go speak to other college students, so I just started doing, you know, conferences and stuff where I go speak to other college students. And my when I finish, when I, you know, end my presentation, I always tell them, like, you know, the Internet is out there. You You have to utilize – everything that you can find because people come up with new ways to do things all the time. I think Twitter is probably my best resource without having to leave my home and go to another, like, you know, we have, you know, tapered and all that stuff and, you know, our, our PE conferences and whatnot. I don't got to leave my home because I can see most of this stuff on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. There's groups out there for everybody to be looking at. And I think this was, you know, I've always thought it was a great resource, but now during this time, it has become, like you said, probably one of the best resources out there for us to just, absolutely. you know, people are sharing things and everything is available for everybody to use. And we're just, you know, making it our own. It's just been amazing for me, especially with elementary, because people come up with some crazy stuff for us. Absolutely. The creativity behind some of the things like, uh, I wish I could remember the person's name that did it. Maybe y'all saw it, but uh, the Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. Y'all remember the Pokemon Go app that was crazy? Yeah. Weird? So they put they made a, a PE game, and they had a like an app attached to it. They had the documents you could print off, and the amount of time that went into thinking of of this, and they did it since uh, being quarantined. You could tell the way that they designed it. I was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing! But just the amount of content and people making it available to to others for free mm-hmm. you know just the, the resources the way that we're coming together and helping each other it's just it's awesome to see i do know that some of the guys that i i consistently go back to mike morris he's a PE teacher here in texas and then there's a guy i don't know his name but he goes under his twitter handles phys ed review those two guys, I have not, I have, I have yet to find anything that I haven't done before because they come out with new stuff all the time, and they're just 
amazing dudes to get to know and the things that they come up with just mind blowing for these kids. Like he made up a game where you just use a sock. Like you're at home, you have plenty of socks at home. You can, you can play a game with a sock and it's like your parents get involved. One guy made uh, ping pong paddles out of paper plates and popsicle sticks. And all they're doing is just hitting it back and forth to each other it's like that's an easy family game anybody can make that stuff at home and i mean you can even do it in your gym when you go back to school it's it's fun it's it's creative and it's it's a good competition game that they can play yeah (sighs) what about you i don't know man it's like so unfortunately i have been (laughs) resistant to twitter since twitter started like that was at that point (laughs) The, you're not the only one. Like, I get so much grief. Like, I have some amazing PE teachers here in Memphis, um, and they're all about Twitter. And they, they're they like, you just got to get on it. I don't know. It's I'm not, awesome. I'm, 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 I and I mean, it. the <laughs> hashtag PE chat, like, I've seen some of them. I've watched them. And oh, it was just when Twitter came out, there was just such a push to be on it. And I'm like, at that point, MySpace was still a thing. So I'm like, man, I got MySpace. I got Facebook. Like, I'm good. I don't want one more thing. And I was like, plus, it only limits you to 250 characters. And I'm like, no, that makes no sense to me. So I honestly thought Twitter was going to die as quickly as it started. And I was very wrong. Um, So, I mean, I do follow some things on there. Um, Instagram is my big one. Um, I follow... I follow more of the outdoor people. So like Alex Honnold, uh, Emily Harrington, they're like really avid rock climbers, boulders, uh, solo climbing. I, I follow more of them, but I will say though, like, like PE chat um, and health chats. And I even follow, um, Oh shoot. My brain is spacing now. I'll think of it. I promise it'll come <laughs> to me. Um, shape America and like just some of their ideas and things that are popping out. And like, that's been really, really helpful. And then it also helps mom. My husband teaches uh, physical education, kinesiology at a university here in Wisconsin. So like him and I will bounce ideas off of each other. And I'm like, Hey, what's your department doing? Like, what do they got on this? And so he'll kind of try and give me like the inside track a little bit. I'm like, Oh, this is what we're talking about at the university level for all of our teacher prep. And I'm like, Oh, I need that. Thanks. That's and, cool. And I get to run and That's take some cool. ideas awesome. or sometimes they'll be like, Hey, like from a teacher's perspective, like what's going on at like the K-12 level that like incoming teachers need to know that they might not have seen when they were in school and everything like that. So that's been, that's been really fun is I get, I've been tapping into some of his networks too, which is kind of nice. And like, that's, that's been my little secret access. Um, otherwise like even today, like I sent out a mass message to some of the people I graduated with from Outdoor Ed because I'm looking for a specific book that I misplaced. And I'm like, hey, Danny, if you have the PDF version of this, I know it existed at one point. And so we've been talking back and forth too, which is pretty nice just to reconnect with some of the people you graduated with. Yeah, I do know that some of the now I'm not I'm not knocking any of the older PE teachers. I'm not saying that they. They are bad, but I've noticed that a lot of the older PE teachers, they don't like sharing their activities with others. It's a big thing. Like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. Like, this is my stuff. And I'm like, come on, it's fun. You showed us how to play it. Now let's share everybody. Let's tell everybody else. And they're like, no, we don't want to. That's my game. I've noticed that. I've noticed the same thing too. Not to say anyone's name, but I can definitely see what you're saying from, you know, it's like, 
the younger generation, you know, and I guess, you know, we would fall in that category. You know, we're just so open to wanting to, to build each other up and we want to provide each resource to each other. And not that the older generation is against that and they don't want to help because I've had some amazing mentors that have been in the game for a long time. But I've definitely noticed that the the unwillingness to share ideas or resources. So the exact pinpoint of it, I don't know, but I, I do yeah. see that. It's it's funny to me. It's like I I'll come up with activities and I'll share it with them and they'll be like, oh, that's awesome. And then I'll be like, well, how do you play this one game that I saw you do the other day? And they're like, I don't want to. Oh my goodness! Come on. He's like, I said, come on, that's not right. No, I don't want to tell you. So it's like, and then when they retire, then they start handing everything out and it's like a free for all. Like I want this activity. You send me this activity. He goes, okay, you can have it. It's all yours now. It's like, come on. You. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. <laughs> Not thankfully, my department's awesome. Like, I mean, like we're on Canvas now and everything. And one of our, um, and I mean, I'm I'm the baby of the department by, in by and large. Like, even K twelve wise, I am the baby. Um, at at twenty nine years old, I'm the youngest in the department by a month, but it it's still there. But most of our like half of our K twelve department is within ten years of retirement now. And but even like the guys I work with. They're really good about sharing different ideas to whenever, like if I'll take over a class. So there's a chance my preps might change for next year and I'll teach sophomore FIED, which I have never taught. Um, it's, it's been a good six, seven years since I have taught invasion games and team-based games when normally I'm teaching that wall stuff. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tapping of like, hey, how do you guys sequence this out? Whereas I might come up with just some random activity on my own because it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't taught this in a while. Like, what do I got in my wheelhouse? And we'll share back and forth, like within our department. We're really good about that. Um, and then it's we're, it's nice, too, because we do have some connections across the state where just there are certain teachers that are really awesome about if you email them and saying, hey, my district's letting me observe they're letting us go out and observe other teachers. Can I come in and observe you for a day and just what you're doing with your program? So uh, one of my That's coworkers good. went across the state to Kakana and got to go observe them for a day. And I've invited teachers to come up and observe us. And so that part's been really awesome that our district and our pr building principals all about like, yep, if, if other schools want to come in and see what you're doing in the classroom, they're all about that too. That's, That's cool. Good. My kids love visitors when they come into the, when they come into the gym. They're like, "Who is that? Who I want to go talk to that guy?" <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> they love when people come in. They're like, they're they're new. They want to get them to play, or they ask them to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's like the best thing to them. <laughs> That's awesome. So we've we've definitely uh, covered a lot of. Uh, important things you know i think we've gotten a chance to know each other and which is awesome give our listeners a chance to you know know our background and and all that and you know what we're doing since we're home we've provided some great resources and uh different things whether it be via twitter or facebook or, or instagram there's definitely resources out there uh you know to kind of finish up until uh we, we get a, another opportunity to talk again you know the the pe squad podcast we're hoping uh you know that it turns into, you know, something special. And, you know, anytime you put your heart uh, and energy into something, and I think we can all, uh, you know, attest to that in our own profession with different projects. You know, if you put the time and energy into something, you can kind of see it grow over time. Um, so my expectation for the podcast, you know, this is something that I want to be 
a valuable resource to to our community. And, you know, in the past several weeks, I've seen just how amazing the PE community is. And it's so much larger than I realized in terms of how many passionate physical education teachers are out there. And and then you realize, like, there are just some, some superstars out there, like, uh, just to name a few, like the, the PE specialist, uh, Artie. Oh, he's awesome. Maya, I think that's his name with the iTunes. Yeah, there's there's so many like people out there. You're like these are like superstar mm-hmm. physical education teachers, and and kind of what I'm looking at for this is you know something that can grow into being a valuable resource, kind of like what those people have built for for the PE community. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um. So do y'all have any um? anything that you want to share with the, the audience before we leave, like any parting words, any wisdom or, you know, advice that you, you would um, for me out? at this point, it's all about purposeful play and meaningful movement. What can we do to give our kids some purpose and just some meaning behind the movement or the lack of movement that they're doing? Like what think about, I guess, for those of you that are fire teachers out there, what can you do that'll get those families active, even if it's just in a small way, even if it's just teaching them how to play like a human version of hungry, hungry hippos with laundry baskets and socks. Like what can we do just to get families active? Yeah, I could agree to that. Mine's just mine's very similar. It's it's you know you're gonna play you're gonna play with purpose and you're gonna have some kind of meaningful activity as well. Um, but it's just the way. How do you make it fun? How 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 can we make exercise and staying active and being healthy fun? Um, you know, it's a good way. PE is a good way to disguise a gr- great exercise and a and a good movement and uh, make sure that kids and families as well are having fun but in the end they're you know getting the exercise that their body needs so it's a good way to just make sure anything that we do especially being a PE teacher at the elementary level is how do we make it fun um how do we make it how do we give it a give it a purpose behind the meaning that we're doing and just keeping it as fun as possible that's how that's where I'm at I I totally agree with both of y'all you know purposeful play and uh, making it fun and getting the families involved. And I, I definitely, you know, just across the board with the resources that are out there, I just see, I see the, the PE community doing an amazing job of that. And I saw this amazing post and it's been circulating around a lot about um, a gen ed teacher that where her perspective on the fine arts has been changed a lot. She's like, she's noticed not just from her own school, but from other schools that since families and kids have been home, Yes, they've they've done schoolwork and math and science and things like that. But the things that the families have focused the most on is the the exercise, the reading, the listening to music together, um, all those things that encompass you know fine arts. And you know that's that's really cool to see you know general teacher uh, highlight uh, what we already know uh, about our profession and all the fine arts is that you know they're they're really important. For, for our life and for everyone. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate uh, both of y'all for, for joining in on this episode, and uh, I will uh, reach out to y'all uh, later on.
That's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the first episode of the PE Squad podcast. We are so excited for what the future holds for us, and we cannot wait to drop our next episode for you. Please continue to be on the lookout for our episodes. Subscribe, listen, support us, uh, provide any ideas that you might have for future episodes, and always remember to be safe and be out on the lookout for the squad.